Hello friends, it's Monday morning. There has been no football, there's not really been any sport at all, apart from like Super League rugby and netball and stuff like that. But as ever, we are here, it's the Kings of Anglia podcast in the IO Radio bunker. There's just the four of us, so technically not a mass gathering of people, we're okay. But along with me, of course, I am your host, Mark Heath. Along with me, three giants of Ipswich Town coverage. The behemoths of radio that are the wit, the mind and the prospect I'm going to introduce them now. First of all, the first man on that list, the wit, pet rabbit. We can't... Oh, yeah, touch elbows. There we go. Touch elbows. We did high five before this started, so potentially we are at risk now. But it's Hutchie Hogan, baby. Sup. The wit. The wit. Very generous. I'll take it. I don't think so. You're an entertaining man. In my own way. In my own... In in any way. way. By any definition, you are entertaining. And you've... To, for you to say that after we've been locked in this small room together for three days now, yeah, is um, is good. We're we've doing got okay. we've got a special relationship now. Yeah, like the United States and Great Britain. Exactly, that's changing at the moment, though, isn't it? Yes. Um, alongside him, the man who I like to call the mind, the beautiful mind, the greatest mind, Doctor Stephen slash Dewey Watson. Hello. How are you, mate? I'm good. How's it's, your mind? My mind is, is bang average. Um, <laughs> not so, not so. Have you seen the Steve nicknames back? Yeah, is it? Yeah. There's a website called, uh, what's it called? Football League oh, World. Oh, Football League World, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. And they've, they've started making, sto- they've, somebody has listened to it, this podcast mm. and transcribed some of the things that we say and turned them into stories. Um. And they, but but the intro is uh, Ipswich reporter Steve Watson. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that whoever is listening to this podcast and making stories out of it is also a member of the KOA Army and therefore in on the joke and has had a little giggle to themselves. Well, that's genius if they have yeah. done that. Because later I'm on, they're convinced it is. Later on, they refer to you as Stuart, don't they? So, mm. and he's referred to as re- reputable Ipswich Town journalist well, Andy Warren. I'll take that. <laughs> Some of the things they picked out were absolute nonsense. Uh, when you you uh, you've given Ipswich fans a ray of hope by saying that you didn't you didn't mind the game. Mm, yeah. That was. Does that mean we could say really controversial things and make headlines now? Then. That's like, what happens in America. Exactly. Yeah. Some people do this all the time. Talk radio. We'll get onto that in a minute. I need to I need to introduce the fourth wheel on the KOA car, the man who would be sailing the KOA ship if it was still afloat, the prospect producer Ross. Not with you at the helm. Absolutely. How are you, Ross? Are you still battling on? Yeah. Still yeah. with us? Yeah, still here. So brave. Excellent. Hashtag, so ruddy, hashtag brave. pray for Ross. Yeah. Superb. Boys. What's your nickname? Uh, what am I? Fighter. Mm, no, that's not true, though, is it? The heat. The, <laughs> the tit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, were you, what was your tank top described as? <laughs> I don't think we should go there, my friend. Oh. Uh, I don't think we should go there. But, um, yeah, safe to say that a member of the KOA Army, Luke, was not a big fan of my tank top when me and Hutchie were breaking, talking about the breaking news. We didn't I break liked it. it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, we didn't break. Imagine we if we had broken If we'd have broken news. the news, that would have been tremendous, wouldn't <laughs> it? I think we've had slightly more than a 1,000 views on the video. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Excellent. Um, obviously, we have to say before we get going, coronavirus and all that, it, it's clearly very worrying, rapidly evolving and stuff, uh, and we, we don't mean to trivialise it in any way. Um, but we are here to try and entertain in these worrying times. So, boys, with that in mind, there was no football this weekend. What did you do, first of all? 
Was it lovely to have a free weekend, or was it a bit weird? I really liked it. I, I, rede- I rediscovered Saturday, mm-hmm. um, which is a good day. Didn't do much on Saturday, though. But yesterday, I went to a farm park in Ooh. Kent with some friends. In Kent? Yeah, went to see some Damn. friends. So you still drove long distances? Uh, yes, an hour and 38 minutes. That's long, man, when you yeah. don't need to be doing. What did you see at the farm park? Oh, all the animals, mate. We yeah, saw, but what was uh, your favourite? Um, my favourite bit, actually, was, it was a bit of an odd farm park. My favourite bit was this... It was all set in some like old barns, mm-hmm. and one of them, you you walked into the barn, walked through a room, up some stairs, through another room, down some stairs, and then at the back was just this one guy with many, many piercings mm-hmm. who had some tanks with snakes and stuff in. What, it, full-size tanks? Yeah. Really? Big snakes and like spiders and, and stuff. It was very, very weird, actually, Ooh. but I quite liked it. Are you a fan of snakes? I'm um, indifferent to snakes. Spiders? No, they're all right. Same again. Mm-hmm. They're fine. Was um, it one of these vibes where you could hold them and all that sort of stuff? Um, not all of them. Did stroke an owl. Oh, excellent. What which was good. Um, a barn owl. The best of owls. It's been, on a, it's been on a TV show as well. Percy. A celebrity owl? Yeah. So that's what they described him as, a celebrity owl. Did he do that thing where they sort of bob their... When yep. they're trying to focus on stuff. Yep. And then yeah. turned his head all the way around Just on that. Just showing off, yeah. Yeah. All the good um, ones. Stroked a guinea pig. Um, Average, couple of t- couple of tortoises. So oh, nice. excellent. Yeah, good, good stuff. T- that sounds to me like an excellent weekend. It was really, it was really good. The I'd kids, be bang up for the that. kids loved it. Yeah. What was Jessica most taken by? The gruffalo. That's not a real animal. Well, there was a guy dressed as the gruffalo, oh, okay. and she would not leave him alone. She would not. Okay, Stewie, your partner in crime was at a farm park. What did you do on Saturday and Sunday with all your free time? I've I've pined for weekends for a long time. I've never really had weekends, and I've got, I think I've glamorised them in my mind that other what other people do at weekends. I don't know if I like weekends. <laughs> weekends about football. I d- yeah, because I, d- I didn't do loads. Saturday we saw. I was still recovering from that epic hangover from Thursday night. Of course, yeah. Um, so Saturday was a bit of a write-off. Then Sunday came. By the time Sunday came, I was just itching to get out of the house. We'd, we'd gone and looked at some bathrooms and stuff like that. Is that what, like... Oh, you've been, rope, what, you've been that, roped in. Is that what people do uh, at weekends? That's what normal people do, my friend, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of weekends, but I do miss being able to see other people. Mm. That's the that's the only that's the only. So downside. now we get weekends, but you're not allowed to see other people. It's, <laughs> it's a cruel world. <laughs> mm. um, Did you miss each other? Did you sort of have a little text conversation about... What you were doing? Think we, we were didn't, in contact no, at all. We didn't do a lot of texting. Oh, very rare. But no, sometimes you just need a little bit of time apart mm, before to, to rekindle just the to spark. Keep, just Absolutely. to keep the love there. Absolutely makes the heart grow fonder. And then I went to I took I took my little girl Aya to the Ipswich Ladies game because they were playing at Stowe Market, which is out near where I am. Mm. So um, took her to her first match, which was nice. And what did she make of it? Um, she to start with, she burst into tears when uh, Needham scored. Mm-hmm. She couldn't understand why everyone was shouting and cheering. <laughs> She's only three, and then, um, but after that, she uh, she was quite engaged. She wanted to know why they had numbers on their shirts and what was going on. And yeah. so, yeah, I got I strung her through to half time, and then then she got a bit bored, and we we left to go to the park. But she, uh, yeah, she enjoyed it. That reminds me of when my cousin Tom, who is now one of the most rabid Derby County fans you'll ever meet, was taken to his first Derby game, which is Derby against the Manchester United side. I mean, the great Manchester United side. Uh, and he went with my granddad, and they had to leave before half time because Tom was terrified of all the noise around him. Had no concept of what was going on. Imagine that. And obviously, we bring that up all the time now to take the piss out of him with Roscoe. Hi. 
How was your weekend? I imagine you were sort of laid up in bed, probably didn't get up at all on Saturday. Sunday, probably, what did you do? Nando's. Yeah, Nando's. No, Nando's wasn't involved. Uh, I made some burgers on Saturday. <laughs> some burgers. You cooked uh, some burgers? Yeah, me and, me and my girlfriend, Sasha. Yeah. Uh, How did Sasha like having you at home at the weekend? Uh, she was she was off Saturday, but she worked Sunday. Okay. So I think it got to a point where it's like, I'm on this. <laughs> uh, yeah, we watched a few movies and just chilled and had a lot of chocolate. Nice. Good for the... Good for the immune system. Immune system, really. But, uh, but yeah, then Sunday, I was at the same game Stu was at. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I went at half-time, but the second <laughs> half was terrible. Um, so I think, yeah, your, your little girl had a good idea there. I wish I went to the park as well. So shall we just talk quickly about that? Ipswich Town women were the only Ipswich Town team in action this weekend. They mm-hmm. played Needham Market in, uh, was it the County Cup semi-final? Yeah. The thing they win every year. Uh, and they beat Needham 3-1. Yep. But uh, it wasn't the, the most shining of performances, is that fair to no. say? It was a good crowd. I think about 346 people there. Mm-hmm. It's not too bad. About. So. about. <laughs> In the region of 346. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it wasn't the greatest game to watch as a neutral. Yeah. Um, good on Needham, though. They went and took the lead. Mm-hmm. That came out of nowhere. But just the game itself, just to watch it, oh, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was, I, I will admit, at half-time... I went out to you know to, to the um, you know the, the dugout and just spoke to Kieran and other people and then some of the players then came out and Lindsay was the captain and I just sort of said to her sorry but you were terrible. Oh, and, ouch! You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Just the game itself was terrible. And she agreed with me. She went, yeah, I agree with you. How did you? I don't suppose you had this conversation. But any of the players kind of worried about playing in under such circumstances? Um, I don't think so. Um, I think they were more like. Is this going to be on or not? Because yeah. the other semi-final, Brett Vale and East Burgholt, that got called off. Okay. Via Hadley, who were hosting it, slash um, apparently Brett Vale. East Burgholt wanted to play it, mm. but I think maybe some of the players went, well, I don't, well, don't want to fear it. And, mm. you know, once again, you know, when the players were coming out, it was all the elbows and stuff like that. Mm. But as a spectacle, it was not a good game. Mm. So people who went out and watched the game, to watch the game of football, probably wasn't the best one. I got a nice little picture of Stu with... You got some really nice pictures of Stewie. Stu apparently unaware that he was being papped yeah. at the time. I was just looking over and went, oh, he looks really that guy over there. And I looked and went, oh, it's Stewie. And um, at the time, he was just like, you know, yeah. putting his tongue out. So. Did anyone recognise the mind, Stewie? Anyone? <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> no, uh, I'm no. going to persist with it. No. Do you ever feel like, because I feel um, on the on the fight reporting side of things, I can't just go to events anymore because people expect me to report on them. And I'd, sometimes I don't want to. Report on them. You I did just wanna... text me when I said yeah, exactly. I'm going. You went. Can you do? A... No, I are said. You, are you I going said, to do a report? I said to cover it. Question mark. No, and the answer was no. So no one sort of said to you, "Oh, Stuart, what's the next day? No town. Uh, no. Okay. No. Fair enough. That's what we, th- sorry, you three kings did this weekend. I, who would normally be off on Saturday anyway, tidied the garage, and nice. and the garden. And nice. it, let me tell you, it's impeccable. It's really pleasing. Did you find anything in the garage that had been missing for a while? No. Um, it was just general general kind of mess and detritus that you, you lob stuff in the garage, don't you? Like boxes and things like that you don't oh, really need. that's one thing I did. My yep. spare room, tied our spare room up on Saturday. Did you find anything in there? Uh, another nice hoodie. <laughs> so, yeah. Roscoe rocked up last week wearing a new hoodie and I thought, oh, nice top. And he went, no, it's just an old one. I just found yeah. it. I think I just, when, I, when we first moved in there, we just went and just chucked loads of stuff in there and I think I chucked a lot of like, hoodies and yeah. jackets in there and I'm now... When we sort out, I found some really nice ones. So everyone's got a miscellaneous drawer in their house, and usually, I think I've always found when we've moved home. You always have a miscellaneous room for a while, don't you? Where you just chuck everything that's not kind of been put out. 
and that's the room. Anyway, boys, let's talk very briefly about Ipswich Town and coronavirus. Um, obviously, Town aren't playing uh, until at least April the 4th. We did a special podcast on Friday talking specifically about that. Um, what do we know in terms of Town and coronavirus? Um, I was saying to you beforehand, Stuart, are, are the players still still training? Is everything going on as normal? or nope. What's going on? No, no players are off now. Um, virtually all of them, from what I gather, till Wednesday the 25th. So, so week on Wednesday. Yeah, week on Wednesday. Yep. So um, they're doing a deep deep clean of the, the training ground, I think, mm-hmm. in, in the meantime. Most of the sort of operational staff, I think, are still sort of working and carrying on. Um, so I'm, that's where we're at with, with that at the moment. All the players will have been they've been given like specific training profiles to keep up with while they're mm-hmm. while they're off. So don't you worry, they're not just lounging around. They just sat on on the sofa in their pants eating Cheetos. No, well, well they all come back like a stone overweight. <laughs> <laughs> that is a concern, though, isn't it? I mean, obviously not. Now you said they've all they've all been told they've got to carry on with their training, but having any period of time off when you're a highly tuned athlete, as all the boys are, you lose fitness. Um, so coming back on the April the fourth is almost going to be like a, a pre-season type scenario, isn't it? If indeed, yeah, that is when they start playing. Yeah, again. it'll be the same for everybody, won't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and I'm sure some will will come back in better condition than mm. others. Um, you can do the bleep test again. Yeah, <laughs> they love that. I mean, from an Ipswich point of view, people like Jackson and Downs who've just missed a few games as well. That's kind of extended their break even further. Caden Jackson. Must be brewing that red card even more now to have mm. missed three games and then go straight into this enforced break. So yeah, players will come back fairly deconditioned. Lambert keeps talking about you. How long does it take? Three weeks is yeah is when your body becomes sort of de deconditioned and detrained. Um, but it is what it is to go <laughs> uh, back yes. to uh, ding, ding. our favourite phrase. I assume that the likes of uh, KVY and people like that who are injured are still rehabbing normally, I guess. There's no there's no change to that. You'd think so, wouldn't yeah. you? I'd imagine yeah. they'll let people that are working one-on-one with physios and stuff will still come up the training ground and do yeah. one-on-one stuff with but physios. The academy, that's all off as well, isn't it? That was part of, that was part of the announcement on Friday? Was it Friday all it this happened? Uh, Friday, yeah. Friday, yeah, that was part of that. But no, no academy operation until that April the 3rd mm-hmm. date. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, no, no games and no training for the young young players. And what else do we know if it's town-wise and coronavirus? We know that for people who I assume can't get to the rearranged postponed games, they can have refunds on their tickets if they want. They just have to return them. Yep. Um, and do you know of any kind of... Well, on the, on the ticket front, yeah. that's no different to a game getting postponed normally during a season, say mm-hmm. for an international break or... Um, weather related or something like that you know if you had a ticket for the original fixture and you you can't or don't want to go to the the rearranged match you can you can get your money back so at the moment they're just treating these two matches as um as such at the Mm. moment so people have started talking about where would i where would i be with my season ticket and stuff like that that will be a different conversation if and this is a big if that we get to the null and void situation or behind closed doors situation um then that's a different question. Then they've, every club's going to have to start thinking what their policy will be with reimbursing season tickets, pro, pro rata, mm-hmm. pro game type situation. Yeah, that's a yeah. That's that's for something down the road, though, isn't it? That's yeah. A chat for when yeah. when this all comes a little little clearer. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of season tickets, when when the season ticket renewal is coming up, isn't it? That's like 
April. Mid-April normally. Yeah, so that is not going to be... It, coronavirus aside, that's going to be a difficult sell for town, isn't it? They're gonna, they can't be approaching that with much with, with much confidence. Well, I, I imagine they're going to delay it, aren't they? Until, until you know when the 2020 yeah. season is even, even <laughs> going to start. There's, there's a lot that's going to be affected by this. Yeah. We've yeah. got a question later on. Uh, we're doing mailbag today, obviously, to help us fill because there's no there's no football to talk about. Um, but we might as well address it now. One of the one of the carry armies asked how you or we would would finish the season. How have you got any preference? I mean, obviously, there's the the Karen Brady declare everything null and void. Um, I, I think that's nonsense. Yeah, yeah. You have to. There's too much money in football now, from top to bottom, for them just to to call it off they would have to find a way to conclude this season whether it be a delayed finish that goes right into the summer whether they have to play games behind closed doors at some stage they're going to have to find a way of doing it and people are obsessed with the the Liverpool question at the moment what about Liverpool they've waited so long for their title Liverpool they lose out on the kudos and I get all of that but they're not really the ones that it's going to affect the most. It will be the ones that are in contention for mm. relegations and promotions and how much you know, how much money that means to clubs. Mm. You can't just, where do you draw the line? I know they're going, well, just give the title to Liverpool and draw a cut-off point here. What if you're in 10th and you go, well, we still, we've worked all season to get ourselves in with a shot of maybe making the playoffs and maybe going up. And mm. You've got to conclude the season somehow, as long as it takes. And if that means that, Next season they have to change it. It's a shorter season. There's less games that they'll have to. They'll deal with that, but they yeah. have to finish this season some way or another. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. You you have to get it done, and then you have to get creative with with next season. If that means, I don't know, di- ditch the EFL trophy for a season, ditch the Carabao Cup mm. for a season, get creative, get two seasons in the books. However, that is, and you can minimize you can minimize the mess, mm. but. You have to you have to finish the current season. They've managed it. to get a World Cup into the middle of a season, you know, yeah, by getting yeah. creative. So they'll they'll find a way of of making next season work, yeah, you know, yeah. whenever it starts. We're, we're talking with the assumption here that the Euros is off, right? Because that, 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 that cannot possibly go. They can't ahead. hold that, especially as you said on Friday, Hutchie, with the format they're doing that this year with what was it twelve or thirteen countries across Europe yeah, involved? Just, that just seems mental. Yeah. It's, Get it off, exactly. and I'm sure it will be on. Is it tomorrow? tomorrow isn't it? The meeting, UEFA yeah. have got their big meeting, so yeah, yeah, get that, get that off, and use that, use that time to get to get this season done. Get creative after that. It will be fascinating to see how they do it, though, isn't it? Because you'd imagine next season has to start later than normal. You can't, you can't finish this season if they do manage to finish it. Realistically, looking, you know, people are talking about still playing in June and possibly July. You then can't start the next football season. You have to let the players have a break and. And all that sort of stuff, don't you? The thing is, we don't know how long this is all going to go on for at the minute. If it is, you know, by the time April comes around and at the moment, can we honestly see things just suddenly no, clicking back no into chance. normal in no April? Chance. No. So it depends how long this all rumbles on for, really. But I, I think they'll probably have to work away of playing games behind closed doors. But to go back to that point you said to Ross earlier, did, were the players comfortable playing? Mm. It may well come down to whether teams and players are, are comfortable playing even mm. if it's behind closed doors some some may be more comfortable with it than others and that creates an issue as well so mm. we we don't know do we we're just speculating at the moment um 
yeah, there's a number of weeks to go before any of this becomes in any way clear whatsoever, isn't there? Mm. So, oh, oh, sorry, Carol. No, oh, what I was going to say is just there's there's going to be a lot of speculation and chat about what could happen, but we're not going to know what's feasible mm. for quite some time. Our town, can we say our town having kind of meetings, kind of every day, updating stuff and all that sort of. Cause I assume this must be a, a constant, ongoing thing for them, mustn't it? About what, how best to approach it and all that sort of stuff in line with the rest of the country obviously we, we've got daily Prime Minister press briefings now about how how things are progressing and, and explaining their their strategy and everything like that so you imagine that everyone at town must be must be right at the edge of kind of holding these meetings every day and updating staff and all that sort of stuff yeah like like most we've we've had here at where we work we've had we've had briefings all the time and we have yep. emails and and things from from on high, from the shadowy archant figures, letting <laughs> us know what, where things are at, what's going to happen, and it, 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 in that sense, Ipswich Town are like any other business, aren't they? Mm. They're going to have to, they're going to have to treat that, treat that the same. And yeah, mm. they've, they've got a lot to work out, just like everybody else. Going forward, the advice from Archant is to work from home if feasible. So we'll all be doing that for the foreseeable future, uh, with a few exceptions depending on what we're doing. I think the whole thing with coronavirus, without getting too serious, and we will move on to some nonsense in a minute. Um, the thing that I think is is important to stress is obviously although if any of us in this room realistically catch it maybe not maybe not Ross we'll be fine uh, you know five days and, and you're okay but it's it's you're not taking these precautions for yourself necessarily you're doing it for you I'm doing it for my dad for example who's got a serious lung condition he's got asthma he's got diabetes um, you, you you're kind of doing those extra long hand washes for your parents your mates parents your you know your mates uncle who's not very well who's 80 or whatever that's for me why I'm I'm taking the precautions I'm doing. People may say it's over the top, but I don't think there's any point taking any any risks in this situation when none of us really know how bad it's going to get. Anyway, boys, yep, um, spot on. Moving on, moving on to some slightly uh, KOA style nonsense. It seems likely that at some point in the future, most <laughs> of us, certainly the over seventies among our listeners, are going to be self isolating. So I thought we'd do a little KOA guide to self isolation. Now. TV review feedback has always been good on KOA, so I thought we'd take this opportunity just very quickly to um, to recommend some things that people might want to check out during a period of isolation and indeed working from home. So what I thought we'd do is we'd all, we'd all pick a film, a TV series, a sporting event, a book, album and board game to recommend. So first of all, films. I'm not, I'm not saying it has to be your best film, but something you may have seen, you think, oh, I'd recommend that for someone to watch in a period of self-isolation. Shall I go first? Last night we watched a film called Fury with Brad Pitt. Yeah, Have you seen that? that? Really good. Really yeah. good film. Um, so they're war film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tank. When they're in tank. They're in a tank called Fury, basically. Um, it's not got. I mean, it gets like seven points something on IMDb. But um, I was really, really impressed with it. I really enjoyed. It's one of them films you go into not really expecting. Think oh, it's going to be fairly formulaic and that sort of stuff. But it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Shane so. Booth, really, you know, yeah, yeah. He actually properly for his character. In real life as well, he actually played that. He didn't shower or anything. <laughs> basically, he just didn't... He didn't shower? He just really got into his character. He didn't shower. Method acting. Yeah, basically. Yeah. He's and taken some strange approaches to his job yeah. at times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Brad Pitt, tremendous in it. I'd, I'd go as far as say Brad Pitt's one of the most underrated actors of this generation. Um, for me, an excellent screen presence, and he was brilliant in that. Boys, any other films that we can recommend to the KOA Army? Maybe sleeper films that... Um, Contagion. <laughs> no, not that. That's not very good, is it? That's the is that the Matt Damon and Gwyneth Paltrow one? Is that that one? I think so. Yeah. You're looking at me blankly. 
You've yeah. put us on the spot. Um, I watched I'm dry- um, A Quiet Place. Oh, that's an excellent film. Really film yeah. That is a brilliant film. Definitely get on that if you've not seen it. Yeah. They're making I, a sequel to that, apparently. Off the back of your recommendation the other week, I watched that um, Last Breath documentary yeah. on Netflix the other the other day. Enjoy that's, it? Yeah, really good. It's unbelievable, isn't it? About, about a bunch of divers, deep-sea divers, that go down to the bottom of the seabed to fix oil yeah. rigs, and uh, it all goes tits up on one occasion. Yeah. And the guy, <coughs> yeah the, Don't spoil it. I won't spoil no spoilers. it. But... Um, yeah, thing, things uh, unravel, and yeah. it's uh, quite quite extraordinary. Yeah, and, and terrifying at the same time. The people who do that are incredible, mental. <coughs> um, and the fact also, obviously, it was for work. It was all filmed as well, which is great. Hutchie, give us a film. I don't watch many films. Oh, come on. You must. There must be. <laughs> give us a Scandi Noir film. <laughs> um, watch the original Swedish versions of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo books. Yes. They, that is an excellent recommendation. They are brilliant. Don't bother with or read, Dan- or read the books. Yeah, they're good books. Actually, don't, don't bother with the Daniel Craig uh, Hollywood remake of that. That's no. that's shite. Watch ori- it afterwards, and then you'll realise how good the originals. The were. original films are great, especially the first mm. one. Yeah, brilliant and and quite chilling. Yeah, um, let's talk about sporting events, boys. If you could go back now and watch rewatch, oh, okay, rewatch okay. a sporting event, what would you go to? What's your go to? You're sitting there. You're working from home, you're self-isolating, you think, I need a bit of cheering up. What are you watching? I've got a little bit of a plan. It's not one sporting event, it's four. Okay. I want to get hold of all of the games from the four consecutive NBA finals between the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. And mess the games around a little bit and make my own own stories. Because... uh, Golden State won. Your own story. Golden State won three of those. Yeah. Cleveland won one. But I'm going to take all the individual games because they're all really good games in their own right. Mix them all together and come up with different uh, different story arcs. When, yeah, when they um, film sort of alternative endings yeah. to films and stuff, you Just have a bit of fun. We've got time, haven't we? We mm. could do this from an Ipswich Town perspective. Reinvent history. We could rewrite certain points in Ipswich Town history and, and see what path it set them mm. down. Well, just have interest. If you had to rewatch an Ipswich Town game, is there one particularly you'd pick? What one during my time covering them? No, no, no. no, I'm no, talking no, about no thanks. Ipswich Town nil, Burton Albion nil from February 2017. But is there a game that you'd revisit? I suppose it'd be the like the, the playoff final, would it, or something like that? The semi, the playoff semi final. Oh, of course, Portman Road was Absolutely. the best game of football you will ever watch. Mm. So you wouldn't go far wrong. That's where you'd go with that. Going one. down that route, Stewie. What sporting event are you rewatching or game? Hmm. Or round if it's golf. Don't might, don't watch a round of golf. Well, Tiger Woods Masters '97 that might be worth. Might watch a bit of the Ashes '05. Oh God, cricket! Really? Yeah. Would you? Murray winning Wimbledon for the first time. Yeah. Excellent. The Monaco Grand Prix that was behind a safety car for seventy-five <laughs> percent of it. Chuck Form- one. Formula One's nonsense. Um, Roscoe, what about you? Cup. Which one? Which game? The whole thing. The whole thing. Why not? Got, was it, got time? That'll give you a good month. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why particularly that? Uh, it was just fun. I think it was one of my first World Cups. That would have been your yeah. What I properly were able to understand. So yeah. 
Someone was yeah. saying the other day, if the Olympics are called off, just the BBC should just put 2012 on and, that just, is a great and just hit play on the day that the opening ceremony should yeah. be and just play the whole thing. Do you, do you remember that those halcyon days where you would just switch on and you could flick through all the events and, and there was always something worth watching? Handball, please. Do you remember when we were obsessed with handball and we were going to start a handball team? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, that, was, that was a great time. Um, any other recommendations, boys, before we move what on? What are the BBC doing, putting Mrs Brown's boys oh. on? In the match of the day slot. What's going on? Is there anyone... I mean, obviously, there, there are people who actually like that. But my my mother-in-law, and they love it. But it, it, it honestly has to be one of the worst TV shows ever been made, isn't it? That and Miranda. Yeah, oh, good show. But, yeah. Correct. Just, it's just appalling. Nonsense. It's just, Absolute nonsense. It's, <laughs> yeah. That noise isn't funny, and that's it. Yeah, it's sort of comedy for the lowest common denominator type of comedy, isn't it? It's just... That's what they think of match of the day viewers. Yeah, clearly <laughs> Clearly, it's offensive. Is there a TV series you'd um, you'd recommend people hitting up? I've got The Wire. Ah, you've that got I've never, that. I've not watched. Just in a, it's on DVD. Yeah, that I bought years ago. I've just never got around to watching it. So I think I'll start. Definitely that. hit that. I'd go Gomorrah. If, if any of you out there have not watched Gomorrah, the Italian mafia crime drama, that is superb. That's right up there with the best things ever made. Get on that, Stewie. Breaking Bad. If you've not oh, done of it, of course. Yeah, if you've not watched Breaking Bad, Roscoe. Bit of a throwback. Band of Brothers. I've never good watched shout. that. I've never watched that. It's a war thing, isn't it? Okay, I might, I might look into that. Actually. That's a good shout. I'll be looking for stuff like that. Okay, boys, let's do a, a Mark's Big Question, shall we? It's now coming. It's now coming. Dr. Watson, pick a number between 1 and 28. 18. 18. Uh, who is your most famous Twitter follower? Oh, that's an easy one for me. Yeah. Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> well, um, uh, it's the Teenage Witch, isn't it? Yep, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She follows you on Twitter. Follows me Big on Twitter. Big town fan, I'll assume. Uh she seems to follow hundreds of thousands of people. I don't think I'm alone in this, but the day that that popped up... Random. ...shocked and surprised me. She's never got involved in Mailbag or... No, about no it's been... 442 or something like no, that? No interactions <laughs> at all. Um, Yet. That's a pretty good one. Um, Hutchie, you must have some famous... Famously friend of Jonah Lomu, so... Yeah. What, other, what famous Twitter followers have you I don't got? know if I've really got any on, on Twitter. Beyond, no. That's a shame. I'm sure you have. Got some town ones, Matt Holland. Yeah, yeah, Matt Holland. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a second. Let okay. me. Uh, you have a little chat. I'll see if. Is there anyone in the fighting world that's following you? Mark? Yeah, uh, this won't mean anything to anyone unless you follow UFC. But Dan Hardy, legend of UK MMA, follows me, and now UFC pundit extraordinaire. And also on a Suffolk tip, Laura Wright follows me. The uh, the singing soprano who does all Suffolk song songstress. That's right. TM. That's her official uh, trademark. Um, the girl who does all the, the anthems before the big sporting events and also plays rugby in her mm. spare time. Does she? Yeah. Yeah, I really like Laura Wright. She's very good. Um, Roscoe. Good lungs. Uh, Stuart Watson. No. No. We can't well, have we this. Didn't, well, well, he didn't even follow me. Didn't he? So and the right. Yeah. A Watson, a Watson follow. <laughs> you, must have, you must have someone in the music industry who follows you, Roscoe. Um, two, two bands do. 
probably none that you know of. Well, throw throw, yeah. throw one out. So there. old, yeah, <laughs> granddad. Uh, it's a band called Blocks. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? Yeah, I like them. Oh, second album wasn't wasn't so good. I prefer their early stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel you know. Tell players follow me. It's more Instagram on more on. You're a big thing on Instagram, aren't yeah. you? <clears throat> a few people follow me on there. You get town players asking for pictures of them. Yeah, pics, please. So yeah. Always put. Yeah. Hi, Ross. You should stop sending that, that message to the younger <laughs> women on there. <laughs> <laughs> Sliding into the DMs. Yeah, pretty much. Hutchie, have you found anyone famous on your on your list of followers? Alan Judge. <laughs> he follows you, does he? Uh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, he does. <coughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, that's all I've got for you. That's all you've got. Okay. Let's hit up some mailbag, shall we? Mailbag, mailbag. It's time for Mark, Andy, Stu and Russ to dip into the mailbag. <laughs> that was a, a slightly sickly sounding book book in theme. Haunting. Haunting, yeah. We've got a lot of mailbag today, um, and as you may expect from the Carrow Army, not a lot of it football themed. Um, Nigel G. Friend of the show. Number nine, I don't care what he says, it's a carp or a bass. He says it's definitely a carp. I think it's a bass then. Well, he knows what he's talking about. Oh, well, does he though? I'd go with him for fish-based information. Uh, as presenters of the world's best pod, correct? If the shadowy arch and overlords redeployed you to the other pods to boost ratings, inevitable, I'd have thought. Who would be best presenting true crime, Brexit, and folklore? And he adds, "Stay safe in the bunker." Thank you, Nigel. You too. Um, so if you had to present one of the other Arch and Pods, which one would you most like to get involved in? I'll take the Folklore podcast, please. I think you'd get quite invo- I think you'd quite enjoy that. I'd you? get into it, yeah. I'd, I'd do my best to get involved there. Mm. I'd, I fancy True Crime. Always like a good True Crime podcast. Um, leaves, leaves Ross on Brexit, then. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think Ross... Gardening? Is gardening still one? I'm not sure gardening is uh, one. We could start one. You could start, start a gardening, gardening one. one. Okay. Yeah, I, I, though to be fair, I'd quite like to have you doing a Brexit podcast. I think you you bring a new perspective to it, um, Stewie. Yeah. If you could have any podcast in the world, what would you what would you host? <laughs> any in the world? Yeah, you'd have to just call your podcast the Greatest Mind. <laughs> the Mind, the yeah. Greatest it's Mind. Getting out of hand. And it's just it's just like a, a three hour long sol- soliloquy. It's just oh. me asking questions. Just. Caught in a constant loop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you operate on a higher level of consciousness to to the listener. Yeah, aren't they? <laughs> okay, back in with uh, with Benjamin ITFC, our friend Benjamin Elie. The football league, for some reason, has been made void forever. Um, but you can create a new league with new teams in it. What would your new team be called, and who would be in it? What are you calling a new football league? So we're creating a team of our own, yeah. a new team. A football team. A football, well, it says football team, yeah. First of all, what are you calling it? Are you calling it Inter Miami? No. <laughs> That's a dreadful name. I'm calling it Marmite FC. Marmite FC? I yeah. like that. And we're going to play in sort of black and yellow with a bit of red. Yeah. Sponsored by Marmite. Yeah. Some people will love us. <laughs> Some will hate us. What kind of football are you playing at Marmite FC? Whatever we want. Yeah. Mixing it up. Divisive. Yeasty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're Marmite FC. We um, do what we want. Um, um, what what player, first of all, which player are you going all out, balls out to sign for Marmite FC? First. I reckon we could get Zlatan on board. 
for Marmite. Yeah. Did you see on, on yes. the subject of Zlatan? So there was a tweet went out saying Zlatan's got coronavirus, yeah. and coronavirus has now been quarantined for 14 days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go Zlatan. He can He'd be them. brilliant at Marmite FC. He'd be amazing. Yeah, he he, he stands for a lot of the values um, of Marmite FC. So, yeah, I'll take him. Outstanding. I'll take him on board my my team. Uh, Harry Butcher. Friend of the show. <laughs> don't know. Don't know. That don't know if I like that. Don't know what that was. Uh, who's Butcher. sorry? Who's up against Marmite FC? Are we taking on like the Bovril boys? Is it? Is that the boys, Derby? Yeah. Yeah. The McVitie's men. The yeasty or, Derby. <laughs> yeah. The yeast Derby. <laughs> yeah. The veggie. The veggie mite squad. Yeah. From Australia. Yeah. They'd be. They'd be coming up. Yeah. Is that it for your kind of yeast based? Does anyone else bring in a yeast base? I don't think there's many yeast based snacks spread out to the, there, to be honest. Spreadable, to the party. spreadable things. Just yeast. Mm. Hovis yeast. Are we going like, to involve Nutella and marmalade and other sort of... If you want, we can have the spread, the spread cup. A jam, though. Is jam a spread? What do you do with it? We spread it. Yeah, job, it job done. So uh, Vitalite. <laughs> Vitalite. They can... What's, what is that? Don't you remember Vitalite? No. It's like a, um, like a sunflower spread that came in a really flat round tub and the um, the character was like a sunflower with sunglasses wow. I don't remember Vitalite no it wasn't very good in fairness but um, <laughs> Vitalite was really common get Dairy Lee in there as well yeah the, the laughing cows yeah. yeah is that the same thing Dairy Lee they're different aren't they no. Dairy Lee and the laughing cow that's the same isn't it no, I don't think different. so I think it's they're different, different. so that, that is a heated rivalry those two Ooh. get Philadelphia in there as well Philadelphia and Union. The, and the, the Laughing Cow is a different product. Yes. Yeah. What is it? Cream cheese as it's well. Exactly Basically yeah. the same. Yeah, but it's, but rivals, it's very different. Big rivals. Big rivals. That's like. But the logo of Dairy Lee is a Laughing Cow. No, no it's not. It's not. That's blown my mind. I just thought they were the you same thing. Someone, someone Google Roscoe. Can you Google the the logo of Dairy Lee? Just so we can prove this. I'll get the laughing cow one. There you go. Keep talking. Uh, Harry Butcher, who has just had his serenade before he went back to the uh, the yeast derby and other such spread based football topics, um, he says, "I've just started watching The Office brackets UK version, and I'm finding it hilarious." You've just started what? I suppose Harry, you're quite young, aren't you? So you wouldn't have been. A lot of this podcast will probably now make sense to you. Yeah. Oh yeah, so it is. There's the, the dairy, laughing cow. There's a the dairy. Is there a cow on the dairy? Have you googled laughing cow, Ross? Yeah, it's completely different. Yeah. There is so that. in this new league we've made, this would be like the big... Big one. The big... This is the old firm. So you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dairy Lee Laughing Cow and Marmite versus Bovril. Jam, they're, they're jam and big, Marmalade, they're big yeah, rivals they're big as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, jam and Chocolate Marmalade. spread against peanut butter. Oof. That's a, the South Coast derby. <laughs> anyway, back to Harry. He says he's loving the office. David Brent, he says, reminds me of you, Mark. What are we saying about that? I can see where he's coming from, to um, be honest. Well, basically a chilled-out entertainer. That's basically what I am, yeah. Friend first, boss, <laughs> boss second, second. Entertainer Probably first. entertainer third. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't know if Harry's asking this firmly with tongue-in-cheek, having listened to this podcast for a long time, but he says, what are your opinions on it? Now, you should know that The Office UK is basically the Bible for Stu and Andy, mm. uh, and they constantly quote... Wow. Passages at each other out of it. Do we? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. Wow. Yeah. Um, Ipso facto. <laughs> the Office UK, obviously you're a big fan of. The Office America, controversially, might be better. I do not endorse that opinion. Have you watched The Office? Yes, USA? it's a completely different programme. I don't... It's not... It's not even comparable. 
I don't think. Okay. Do you like it? It's all right, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, but it's... Yeah, it's not the grail. Fair play. Um, Harvey Davis. Friend of the show. Sweet Welsh Dragon. Number two or three. Well, one of them He's, he's definitely in the original five. It doesn't matter. We can say that. Please. An original member of the uh, the Hall of Fame. If you had to self-isolate with one former ITFC manager, who would it be and why? I'm going straight away. I'm going to Bobby Robson. I once had the pleasure of interviewing Sir Bobby Robson, and he was one of the nicest men I've ever met. He was like the friendliest granddad and had lots of time for me as a young cub reporter. That's selfish because he's, uh, he's in the danger zone at this current time, so... You shouldn't be putting yourself with Sir Bobby. Well, we'd, we'd, I'm be, sh- we'd be in a bubble of self-isolation. And I'd, I'd just be talking to him about managing Barcelona and finding the original Ronaldo and stuff like that. They'd be absolutely brilliant. Any other, anyone else? Oh, anyone else? Going with Roy Keane. That would be fun in a different way. Yeah, just to unravel, I think I could find... I'd back myself over a lengthy period to finally get to unravel the enigma that is Roy Keane eventually at some point you'd break through the barrier he'd just break down crying that would need some unravelling <laughs> we would we would find out why why he feels the need to put up this hard exterior yeah and we'd get there eventually that would be good how do you feel about dogs because the only time I've ever ever seen Roy Keane smile is when he's got a Labrador on his lap or he's taking his dog for a walk Tricks. Tricks, yeah so I think you'd need to have some some solid dog chat in there as well just to We've got all the time in the world. Just to so. placate him. Who are you having, Hutchie? Um, oh, Paul Hurst. <laughs> okay. Because I'm worried that he's really down. You try and cheer and him up. I'll try and cheer him up. I just want to look after him. Check he's okay. Because okay. we should be looking out for people. Mm. Just check he's alright. What, uh, what do you think you'd sort of chat about? all sorts yeah I reckon he really likes cricket do you do you really like cricket quite like cricket yeah do you okay. yeah he used to play cricket you have, when I was younger you have cricket chat you could yeah. do the folklore pod together yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> do what? some more of your Paul Hurst come on <laughs> come on yeah Is that, oh. no pressure hello everyone and welcome to the folklore <laughs> podcast with me Paul Hurst <laughs> <laughs> and my co-host today replacing Chris Doig <laughs> It's Andy Warren. Hello, Andy. How are you? <laughs> That's all I've got. For you. That's brilliant. Very good. I think we should do more of that. More of that, please. And Roscoe, finally, who would you take? Uh, Jim. Jim Jim yeah. Of course. Love his accent. Yeah. What would you t- What would you sit and talk to Jim about? Stuff. Would you introduce him to like Xbox and stuff like that? Yeah. Watch movies together. <laughs> you and Jim just Jim, Jim, eating Jim. popcorn. Yeah, I'm surprised you. You didn't say your your best friend in football, Joe Royal. Yeah. Joe. Anyway. <laughs> You've already answered, so yeah. you can't. You've got Keane now. Um, Danish Dewdrop. Things you miss, slightly, he says, nothing serious, from your childhood. Mine is McVitie's Abbey Crunch Biscuits. Sabutio. Oh, Sabutio was overrated, though, wasn't it? I really like I used to love it. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Mate, not even the playing of it, like putting my kit together, mm. yeah. my stuff. Uh, my little throw-in men. Did um, anyone really play Sabutio? Be honest with yourself. Uh, it was all about you'd spend ages sort of collecting the kits, uh, gluing back together the broken legs, mm. um, 
in the latter stages you could get like the stadiums and the floodlights and the, the little goalkeepers that were on the springs mm. um you'd set it all up you'd get your mum to iron the give the the pitch an iron and then you'd maybe play it for like a couple of minutes and then someone would just smash the ball off the pitch. Inevitably, and... someone would get wound up and you'd just end up flicking the players at each other, wouldn't mm. you? Uh, yeah. yeah. But it was a thing of beauty when it was all set mm. out. It looked great, didn't it? I made my own stadium out of books. Did you? Like, made tiered seating, made all the books and it went tiered up and it was massive, the ground that we played was in. Was there anyone watching? Um, no, just other players, actually. I think probably like the Rangers boys <laughs> sat in the stands. Uh, Roscoe, do you even know what Sabutio is? I've heard of it. <laughs> I've heard tell of it a long time ago. Um, what, I mean, your childhood is barely over, but yeah. what, what do you miss from your childhood? Trampoline. Yeah. I used to, like, I used to um, wrestle my mates on the trampoline. Yeah. I miss that. I think now we're a bit too heavy yeah. to be going on a trampoline. I still go on my niece's trampoline now, but... How big is your niece's trampoline? It's one of those circle ones, and it's got... Protected oh, the netting around the side of it, yeah. Like, I'm fine at the moment because I'm not that very large, am I? So yeah. It's fine, but two grown adults on a trampoline wrestling each other, probably not ideal. No, it's a niche. Yeah, niche There's a niche market for it. I miss on that theme, bouncy castles. Um, now, obviously, as a man of advanced years and without children, you're kind of frowned upon when you jump on a bouncy castle these days. At least that's what's happened to me when I've done it. Um, now, obviously, you boys have had children entirely, so you can use bouncy castles, I'd imagine. That could be one of the only reasons. Um, do you do you hit the bouncy castles with your your offspring? It's generally frowned upon. Is it? Uh, yeah. Even with your child, you can kind of go on the sort of the front bit, and you're there to sort of aid. You're not there to kind of bounce around, and otherwise it'd be toddlers sort of being catapulted off left, right, and centre. Not being on one yet, but you've never. Yeah. Not with Jessica. Oh, okay. Cool. No, obvi- I'm obvious- say. Obviously, I've been on a bouncy castle. Well, not castle. obviously, because you're a man of, of intrigue and mystery. I own a bouncy castle. You what? I own a bouncy hold castle. On, hold the phone. Why are we still here? Why aren't we in Watson's Garden? One of the, the... Europe's biggest producer of bouncy castles is based just outside of Ipswich. You own a whole bouncy castle? Yeah. How so much like a, it's, a, it's a small one. It's like... It fits in my small garden. It's like six by six foot. How much was it? How much was it? Not that much money. It was. I was. We were going to hire one for for a birthday party, and then we realised it wasn't that much more money to purchase one. And because I googled it, and then I realised that they were based in like Great Bramford or somewhere. Where do you store it? Just in my shed. Goes. And have you got a, some kind of generator based? It fits in a box that gets in the back of a normal car. How do you blow it up? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It just has a. You just plug it into the mains, and it. Yeah. It's just got. A, How many times have you had it out? Um, less than five. More than three? In that ballpark figure. When we when we finally get around to doing a KOA Live 2, which obviously is, is now firmly not happening, um, can we have it at the back of the room? It wouldn't support an adult. <laughs> ah, that's a shame. That is a shame. That is a blow. And it's not like Phoenix Knights style Bouncy Castle with uh, Sammy the Snake. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you miss from your childhood, Stu, apart from Bouncy Castles? Um, Super Nintendo. Bloody loved my Super Nintendo. You were a Nintendo as opposed to a Genesis Mega Drive style. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 I had the original Nintendo, which had the, you put the little cartridges in, in the front bit and, and then click them in, then the Super Nintendo where you, you pop them in the top. Favourite game? Uh, Mario Kart. Yeah. The original Mario Kart. Classic. Yeah. 
uh, Donkey Kong. Who were you choosing to be on Mario Kart? Um, probably a Toad Man. I'm a Luigi. Luigi man. Solid, solid choices. Um, More of a Sega man though, myself. I've always been a Sega man, and then PlayStation. Sega. The whole way. And in fact, that might be something I miss from my childhood, because now, as a grown man, I can't really have a game system. It's frowned upon, and I haven't got time to play it anyway. But I, I do miss sitting there and playing video games for hours on end. Haggy the Horrible. Haggy the Horrible. Using a former ITSC footballer, who would you replace Chuck Norris um, with in satirical factoids, i.e. Richard Naylor makes onions cry? Okay, so it's kind of going back to the Zlatan thing again, mm. again isn't it? Like, they're so hard. Yeah. Who's the hardest player who's ever played for town? Richard Naylor's a good one. A good yeah. shout. Bam, bam. Christoph Berra would be in there. Oh, certainly of the time I've been covering them. Good shout, yeah. Bill Elmosny. Yeah, well, he was certainly he's, double hard. He's back in the game somewhere. I can't he remember where? where he was, but Grimsby, he's Grimsby, that's it. With Ian Holloway's Grimsby. He'd be a great one for Ross Meets, Roscoe. If you can go and sit down with Bill Elmosny. Yeah. Doesn't he own samurai swords? Well, yeah. He was. He wanted to get into MMA, didn't he, as well, I remember. He was a big unit, wasn't he? Well, he like could six, go as well, then. Six foot five, ponytail. Not very good. Let's hmm. cut to the chase. He was a mentalist. Yeah, <laughs> let's just say it as it is. So, Bill L. Mosney does doesn't... judo. Yeah. Jim Henry does judo. There you go. There we go. Let's get them doing judo during the lockdown. So, what what factor do we have with Bill L. Mosney? Bill L. Mosney doesn't do push ups, he pushes the world down. That kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Um,. Joe Fairs, another food-themed question. Joe Fairs. Friend of the show. Number 10. The live show. The live show inductee. What, he says, is the perfect full English breakfast? And where have you had your best ever one? Full English, what are we having? Do you go with the works? All of it. Black pudding? Yeah. Black pudding is probably in the top five. If we're doing a draft... Yeah. If we were drafting out the ingredients, I'd be taking that high. Who's, what, who's going number first one? first pick always is sausages. Correct. Over bacon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bacon wouldn't make my top five. I think, I'm with you actually, bacon overrated. Sausages, very much in that, that top bracket. So we're all taking, are you taking sausages number one? Yeah. Okay. I think I'd be going in eggs number two. What sort of eggs? Fried? Scrambled? Poached. I'm going to take a poached. Can I have both? <laughs> like Barry Kent. You, you, so what you what you having? You having poached, fried and fried and scrambled, scrambled yeah. fried and scrambled. I'm going scrambled, and then the accoutrements. Are we having mushrooms? We having yes. tomatoes? Yes. We having beans? Definitely. We having yeah. black pudding? Beans are very important to me, and I know some people will take them or leave them, but they they bring everything all absolute, together. Absolute vital glue. Yeah, you do need to be careful though. You, I would want them served in a ramekin. Yeah. Rather than, I don't want them going everywhere. I don't want them. I do want them going everywhere. I want, I want that to be my choice. Water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And are we having? Uh, obviously, we're having black pudding. Uh, are we having fried bread? Are we having hash browns? Or is that American? I would rather have what is described on some menus as breakfast potatoes. Oh yes. Rather than a hash brown, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I so like I'll hash browns, but some herby potatoes. Mm-hmm. Take a bubble and squeak. Yeah. We're going down that. That route. How do you want your bread? Just toast, please. Brown, white? Brown. Granary. Mm, yeah, I'm with you there. Roscoe, what are you saying? I like fried. Fried bread. Fried. You, you're a traditionalist. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's 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 the draft. I think we're basically pretty much having everything. Um, where have you had your best ever fried breakfast? Not the OK Diner. No, <laughs> I can imagine that's really um, rugby. Or the Little Chef, the Olympic. Do you remember the Olympic, the Olympic breakfast, breakfast, the Little Chef? Have you got a place you think, oh, I fancy a full English. I'm going to go there. Hmm. The trouble is we spend our weekends going up and down the A1, mm. so don't really get the opportunity to go out for the weekend breakfast. I wouldn't know where to go. There's, lo- there's lots of quite nice places around here, like Suffolk Food Hall's nice. Um, Paul Lambert is a big fan of the grazing sheep on the okay. waterfront. Nice. He goes there before every home game. Smashed Avo. Uh, yeah, you can get that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, th- I don't think that is what he goes for every time, but yeah. That's nice. I'd say the Wesselton Crown, which is a pub uh, on the near South Old Wolverswick sort of area, does a tremendous full English breakfast. Oliver Sullivan, who is a member of the Archant team, I believe. So never to be a friend of the show. Never to be a friend of the show, but an attendee at the first ever KRA Live. Who do you think will win the FIFA Ultimate Team Tournament organised by Leighton Orient? My money's on FC... Mitchelland. Mitchelland. Okay, Mitchelland. Danish. I knew you'd know how to pronounce that. Uh, yeah, um, what is that? I don't know anything about that. What's going on? Are, are teams organising? A- They're talking about getting clubs to put in teams into like a <sighs> FIFA tournament. I saw. And he's not saw, impressed. I saw Town tweeting about um, losing sixteen 0 to Gillingham in a FIFA friendly. Oh, that weekend. was Jordan Roberts. Jordan scored Roberts four. scoring four. No, Gillingham beat sixteen. Oh, beat Fleetwood. Sorry, I thought it was it was Gillingham against Town. Oh, okay, okay. I struggle to get. I struggle. I do struggle for enjoyment of online Twitter exchanges mm. between football clubs. They were playing noughts and crosses at the weekend. Did you see I that? I saw that, yeah. Loads of clubs playing noughts and crosses with each other instead of games. Okay. That's funny this week. Don't bring that to me next week or for the next three months. I'm not I'm not interested. Paul M, who I still doubt is the actual Paul McCartney. What's the best atmosphere the lads have ever seen at a sporting event, football or otherwise, and it's better if you're actually there? I feel that you are powerhouses in the world of sport and should have a good answer. Macca. Uh, thank you, thank you, Macca. Um, you should stop singing now, Paul, by the way. Someone should tell you. Stop singing. <laughs> You're hurting your legacy. He's done, isn't he? Yeah. Um, the best ever atmosphere you've ever been at. It doesn't have to be an Ipswich Town game. It can be anything sport-wise you've ever attended. I'm going to say, I'll go first because I'll give you a bit of thinking time because you've been to a lot of sport. I'm going to say the Darren Till walkout at UFC London last year. Um, 16,000 plus rammed into the O2 everyone literally everyone in there singing along to Sweet Caroline as Darren Till made the walk uh, with phone lights illuminating the darkness it was brilliant unfortunately Till then got knocked the fuck out in the second round with one of the most horrendous elbows I've ever seen Um, but that was brilliant that was properly spine tingling stuff so how about you boys you'll like this one yes the darts oh it's good, isn't it? It's a great atmosphere. He asked about sporting events, not not pub games. I went to the what's the one at Minehead, Andy? The joke, the Players Championship. Yeah, the joke tournament. The cash to converters Players Championship. That's the one. I went to that, and that was um, it's basically fancy people dress, getting pissed. Though, isn't the it? It's not. Yeah, we're talking about atmosphere, aren't we? So just a bunch of people having a drink is is the best. Do atmosphere. people not drink at UFC? Well, they do very much so, yeah. Mm. But there is, there's, I mean, there's no real sport going on at darts, is there? So it's just an excuse to get drunk, essentially. I've given my answer. Okay. <laughs> Cheltenham Gold Cup. Oh yeah, good one. What I mean, in terms of, you don't really think about atmosphere at a, sport, uh, a horse racing event, but oh, when they're running, when they're running down the final mm. straight, and you've Raw. got 
yeah, the roar, the roar there is really good. There's nothing quite like being stood next to a ho- uh, what do you call it? A horse racing course. It's a course, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When the when the, the horses are thundering by, the power of them is unbelievable, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, really good. At, not just not just during the race as well. The, the atmosphere is really good, kind of around the yeah around the course on the the couple of times I've been. So yeah, really good. Roscoe, best atmosphere you've ever been involved in? Uh, I'm bringing out another not sport, but I went to a, a live event for wrestling. Okay, um, sports entertainment. Yeah, WWE uh, Raw in Manchester. It was really good fun. I was 12, so... What was the, who was the best person you saw? Uh, John Cena was there. Ah. You can't see me and all that. <laughs> and there. just for the, the people, obviously, you can't see this, but both the boys immediately did the uh, the famous Cena hand-in-front-of-face yeah. gesture as he said that. Yeah. Did you take a banner? No, no, <laughs> no. But I, I enjoyed it very much. I had a belt with me. Oh, what, a, f- <laughs> a fake belt? <laughs> what was it, the uh, the championship belt? Yeah, Spinny one. Ah, of course, that was John Cena's Spinny thing, one. wasn't it? Yeah, Spinny one. Uh, have you still got that? Uh, no. Ah, oh, such a shame. You should bring it into the office and just yeah. walk around with it. <laughs> Stick yeah. that with a gold jacket from, from the yeah. strike. Yeah. It'd be a business. Uh, Peter Dwerry House. Dwerry House. There is a box of 100 balls. 99 blue, one red. You're blindfolded and every blue ball you get, you get 50 grand tax-free. But if you pick the red one, you die instantly. <laughs> How many balls would you be willing to pick, if any, before you walked away? So you've got That's one. A good question. That is a really good question, Peter, and you've obviously put a lot of thought into that. So you've got a one in a hundred chance of dying instantly if you take part in this game. And every time you pick, There's the chance of dying gets greater. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm not sure I'd be willing to play even yeah. one round. Do you of that have game. to play? You don't no. have to play. No. I'm not sure I'd be up for it. No. One in a hundred. Yeah. That's still quite That's fifty grand. That's still um, quite low odds I of think dying. I think I'd go to the table. Do you? I don't think I'd go very long. Two or three? Yeah. Roscoe? I'll just do it. Why not? You'd do it. Just keep going. Just keep going until you die. Yeah. Yeah. And then leave it Leave it all to your family. Yeah. Okay. Good question, Peter. Question of the day so far. T-Segs, Thomas Seggins, the self-appointed Mr. Game Day, wearer of the greatest gloves in Ipswich Town Entertainment. Yeah. Uh, a question for you all. If you all had to self-isolate together... What one trait slash bad habit from each individual would annoy you the most? Are we recording podcasts the whole time? We're just sitting around chilling. I think Ross Ross just coughing every few seconds would put me on and edge. Saying, oh, Jesus. And um, saying things like, I've got a rash. I think, I think, <laughs> I think that might push yeah. me to the edge. Yeah. I think your relentless positivity, Mark, oh, might, yeah, absolutely. might grind me down a little bit. Yeah. I can see that being very annoying. I'm quite an annoying person generally, I think. Um, if we're doing podcasts, your, your chewing noise that you sometimes do over the airwaves... That winds you up something chronic, doesn't it? Yeah, because mm. it's horrible. <laughs> Why? Um, Watson, Watson, Watson has been known to be a little flatulent. Oh, is he? There's uh, <laughs> a pig behind the curtain. Um, and I think if we were on lockdown, I think it would eventually yeah. both get me in terms of my nerves yeah. and <laughs> also I think me just verbalising my thought process I think constantly that's, that's, that's would, would just drive you because we'd mad. have we'd have these conversations about stuff wouldn't we and you'd be, you'd have to explain everything and discuss everything to the nth degree uh, Hutchie what, what would wind up Hutchie mm, what annoys me about Hutchie I suppose when you go a little bit sulky and, and stroppy that'd probably get I just get quiet yeah. you, don't, you don't like it when I get quiet and <laughs> don't say much do you 
No. Which I might do if I'm, if we're locked in here for quite some time. And Watson's flatulizing everywhere. There's every chance I'll just have a, a period of Ross quiet time and not really want to talk to anyone. I'm being a positive bellend, and uh, you're just sitting there nice and quietly. Good question, T Seggs. Should we take one more question? One more question. And then we can get on to the, what everyone's really waiting for, which is the strike. Uh, one more question. Let's have a look. Which one should we do? We've already done a lot of this. Let's go with Andy Roberts. A football question to finish with. What are the best and worst stadiums you've been to, excluding Portman Road? Best stadium would be what to work at Old Trafford, St James's Park. St James's Park comes up quite a lot, doesn't it? Why is that such a... I mean, obviously it's a great stadium, but in terms of I think of because it's the setting that is it's right in the middle of the city yeah. centre as well, so it has that real sort of football cathedral mm. type vibe about it when people talk about it being almost a religion mm. for people up there. <clears throat> it does have that, that feel to it, for sure. Is it you that said before you're really high up as well in the press box there? No, really low. I was really low. Press the, fan, the fans are up yeah. in the gods, but we're virtually pitch side at, at Newcastle. Um, Roscoe, how about you? Best stadium? I'm not, I'm not a big fan of big stadiums. Okay. Really? I think you just don't... Depends what I'm doing. So if I'm a fan, I don't care. Yeah. As a like, photographer, I'm happy with like small stadiums. Like Fleetwood, I really enjoy Fleetwood. Because just everything was just there. Yeah. But, like Wembley... That was not really... I didn't really enjoy that. It sort of put me off going to Wembley again as a photographer. Because it's just... Massive. More massive. More people there. Yeah. In your way. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. That's not bad. Hachi, have you got a favourite stadium? Um, I've got a few. This kind of, I, I actually really like Pride Park. I know that's, I know that's not the choice. Yeah. Not the, I, I don't know. I've just always really enjoyed going there. Um, away from England, MetLife Stadium in New York's pretty good. And in... The Nidlinge. I've uh, been a couple of times to Feyenoord, yeah. de, de Kuype, Feyenoord, which is um, yeah, which is really nice. I'm going to have to go to the original Wembley Stadium. I went mm. there to watch Cambridge United play Chesterfield in the Division Four playoff final. I think it was about 1991, 1990, something like that. And as a, a young lad walking up and seeing those twin towers yeah. for the first time, and I remember sitting there with my old man, and it was still when they had all the, the, the terracing and stuff like mm. that. And I remember going. I'd, I'd totally forgotten we'd even had still a football game to play, to watch. I was just in awe of being in the stadium. It was amazing, the first time, the old Wembley Stadium. Worst stadiums, boys. You must have been some shockers in your time. Any any of the sort of the soulless new build ones that are on the outskirts that look mm. like they've just been built from a IKEA flat pack? You know, those ones, They a lot of them blend into one. I really sort of... I like old fashioned grounds that where the stands are really tight to the pitch I really miss Upton Park I think you know Mm. that was that was a great stadium I so feel for the West Ham fans to go from that to to what they've got now Um, I think also where grounds are as well going back to that like I like I like Forest just because it's you know on the banks of the river and again at the heart of things and Fulham I love going to Fulham and walking through the park and that being right next to the Thames and Mm. You know, if the fans going on their boat party to, to those games at That's Fulham really nice was stadium, really yeah. good fun. Worst one, Touchy? Um, Southend. <laughs> I quite like Southend, actually. Mm. It's quite rickety. I quite I quite like it because you've got people 
when we went in October, there were people like stand sitting on trees. Like there were some people up to our left, like sitting on rocks and on fences and on trees, watching over into the ground. Mm. Quite like that. Um, anywhere where Speedway is done, They're probably not the best. Generally not the best. Which were um, was it? Barnsley. You used to say part of the stadium was condemned when you were you were there. Plymouth, 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 That's Plymouth, it. Watford. Yeah, yeah. We were in a condemned stand for quite a yeah, while before yeah. they redeveloped that. Um, Barnsley was pretty, pretty, pretty rickety. Mm. Um, like going back in time, had a certain charm about it, I suppose. Roscoe, you must have been some absolute shockers on your travels, oh. in your photographic journey, and also probably with the ladies as well. Oh, there's a lot of the ladies, like where Leighton Orient plays, um, the women's team where yeah. they play, just basically in just a community centre. I think we saw a mugget. You a think? Yeah, okay. So we live. And we just looked, and it's just this man just fucking just mugged this other man. Oh. And we just saw it. What did he mug him for? Something in a bag. Something. Okay. And just looked and went, hmm, something is happening there. Next to the pitch? Away. Yeah, next to the pitch. Okay. It was basically, it's just the you know, council estate, it's just a community centre. Okay. Pitches, and we just look around, and there's like fences around it, and we're just looking like, uh, something's going, over, going on over there. We're like, uh, let's just watch this game. <laughs> I once thought we were going to see a live mugging uh, when Stewie went to Ipswich Town. Five, uh, was it Ipswich Town one, Charlton five? And you did the Facebook. It's more than that, wasn't it? Was, was it, it six? Six, six one. Six, six one. Nil, was it six nil? I oh think. my god! I've, I remember that in, entirely incorrectly. But you did the Facebook live walking back through the streets of London, holding your phone out like this, and I was just waiting for someone literally to just nick your phone as you were walking along. Uh, anyway, that didn't happen, luckily. Boys. Let's do the strike, and then let's get out of here. (coughs) Hello, and welcome to another edition of... The Strike! Brought to you by the greatest quiz show host on planet Earth, producer... Ross! Still got a cough. Not the cough during this. You ready? Contestants? Ready. Ready. Three, two, one. Blast of the past. Yes. Ian Marshall turns 54 this week. 54? 54. Is he? Yeah. Marshy. I used to do swimming lessons with Ian Marshall's daughter. Okay. There you go. There you go. Relatable. How many goals, though? Did he score? In his time at town. 97 games for town. Ian Marshall, uh, he scored, in 97 games, he scored 23 goals. 36 goals. 41 goals. Oh, yeah, that's a good strike, right? 38. Oh, yes, he told me. How many goals he scored during the swimming lessons, that's how I know. And you thought one day that would come in useful, that information. I'll retain it. Tell us back. In 1996, four months before I was born, town beat Oldham (laughs) 2-1 at Portwood Road. Uh But who scored a brace that day? Paul Mason, Stuart Slater, or Steve Sledgy? Steve who? Oh, for goodness sake. Who was that? Sorry, just repeat that last one. Steve Sledgy. Correct. (laughs) Um... Steve Sedgley, who was it? Slater or Mason? S- Slater. Mason. Sedgley. Mason? Yes! 2-0. Oh. 2-0. Two nil. Two nil. 
Rory Fallon mm-hmm. turns 46 this week. No, 48, sorry. 48. Happy birthday to him. He scored just once in six games during his loan spell from which club? Preston, Plymouth, or Peterborough? It was Plymouth. It was Plymouth. It was Plymouth. Rory Fallon, also also the subject of one of the most misleading bills, although still factual in East Anglian Daily Times history, town sign international striker. <laughs> <laughs> factual. Factual, but a little bit misleading. Nobody wants a New Zealand international, <laughs> do they? <laughs> Yeah. On loan. On loan. Numbers game. Numbers game. Sito. Is it Sito? Sito. 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 Scored his only town goal in the Blues 2-1 win at Scottsford in 2008. How many games did he play for the Blues during his three seasons at the club? Closest number to the appearances gets the point. Uh, I went to that game. 58. 66 uh, 61 63 Oh, excellent Well am, am done I, Am I still in this then? 2 3, three 2 1 oh, no. okay. Am I still in, it? still in it? Are you saying there's still a chance? Still a chance Excellent Debojic Scored a hat What? Who? I can't speak <laughs> <laughs> That's not even a hard one Come on Dean there we go. Scored a hat trick when he was just 17 years old to become the youngest ever sc- um, hat trick scorer for the Blues. But how many goals did he score in his 82 town games? Ooh, uh, 17. Okay. 14. 16. 9. Oh, disappointing, Dean. So who said the lowest there? Me. Ah, oh, Hutchie's won then. It's all over. Have you got a tiebreaker? There's not no, even a tiebreaker. There's not one this just, week. No, there is. If you want one. Yeah, let's do it. Come on. Darren Bent. He's <laughs> got his first hat trick against Walsall in 2004. How many trebles did he score during his career? Oh, good question. How, in his whole career, how many hat tricks did Darren Bent score? Club and country. Oh, that's a good question, man. Um, I'm saying he scored 11 hat tricks. No, that's too high. That's I've gone too high. That's <laughs> far too high. <laughs> that's way too high. Uh, I've, well, I've, I've fucked it now. So. Four. I was going to say four, so I'm going to say three. Three. Why did I say eleven? <laughs> That's madness. <laughs> madness. As soon as I said it, I thought, "What have you just said, Heath?" <laughs> well, I know, but eleven hat tricks. Incredible. Slap myself firmly in the face for that. Um, is that it? That's it. Again, it, probably not a tiebreaker. No, Good. Well, yeah. But, there you go. Just, just another question. Yeah, just another question. Anyway. That's it. Are we hearing from Barry today? Yeah. Is Barry locked down? I think he's locked down. Ireland is locked up, isn't it, at the moment? All the bars and stuff and restaurants are all closed. No, I know, but I'm just saying he's Irish, isn't he? Anyway, carry on. All Irishmen to be locked up. <laughs> Hi, guys. Barry Potter here. That was another edition of The Strike with producer Ross. Tune in next week for another edition of The Great Quiz Show. That was Ross just knocking something over, I think. Um, boys, we've got to go into... Well, we've got to do some work. Um, it's going to be fun. Challenging over the next three weeks. If indeed it is just three weeks, it's not going to be, is it? It's going to be longer than that. Um, we're going to reconvene. Are we going to reconvene on Thursday? I'm game, if you are. We're going to do. We're going to go back into the Kings of Anglia Extra Time archives. We've already done one. We've only done one. The famous Crisper podcast. 
on Thursday, I think it might be time to go and produce KOA Extra Time number two. How are we feeling about that? Pumped. <laughs> you don't get pumped for anything. <laughs> I, am. I am pumped. You're pumped inside. I'm big time pumped. Roscoe? <laughs> I'm off, but yeah. Oh, that's a good point, actually. How are we going to do that, then? Oh, come to my house if you want. We could do that, couldn't we? That's fair play. All right, let's do that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, obviously, important to say, boys, any other business before we, we take our leave? No other business. Okay, well, um, obviously, stay safe all out there, KA Army. Um, take whatever precautions you deem necessary. And as I say earlier, um, remember, don't be blase about all this hand-washing stuff because it's not for you necessarily. But don't, it don't buy all the toilet roll. No, what that, is that all just about? Just don't. Have a word. Give your head a wobble if you're doing that. The problem is, though, boys... Because so many people are doing it, that forces you to do it as well. Like, my wife went out yesterday to try and get some stuff from the shops, and there's no toilet roll anywhere. So, as soon as people start that kind of herd panic buying thing, it kind of has a knock-on effect like a house of cards. And even if you don't want to do it, you're kind of forced into doing it. Uh, we also had a situation, we get our shopping delivered. We can't get it delivered now until April. That All the slots really? have been taken, yeah. <laughs> Mental. Absolutely mental. But as I say, <coughs> excuse me. Oh dear. <coughs> oh no, Is that a dry oh cough? No. Is that a dry cough? Um, don't be too blase about the whole precautions, staying away from public events and washing your hands and stuff, because it's not for you, it's for your dad and your mum and your auntie and your uncle and your grandparents and all the, all the people who are your friends who also have uh, people who may be at risk. That's why you're doing it. Um, boys, I think it's time for us to go. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. Thanks for listening today. We'll be back on Thursday. Stay safe and we'll speak to you again then. From true crime to football, Brexit to Hopeful. More great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. Slash channel slash